Bless the Lord. We appreciate the Lord, amen, and all that he's doing in the house. Praise God. Glory be to thy name. Yes, we need him to hold our hand every day along this way. We bless the Lord for all of you coming out this morning, all of our visitors in the house. Praise God. You'll be more formally recognized later in the service, but we appreciate you taking time to stop by the house today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There is a, a word from the Lord. Amen. Uh, praise God. But just before we get in the word, I just ask that you just join with me in a word of prayer and then we will go into the word of God. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you for this appointed time now to declare your word. Father, we speak that your word will go forth unhindered and that the word will fall on good soil, that it may take root and produce the fruit that you desire in the name of Jesus. And we speak that the word which goes forth, God, that the enemy shall not steal that which you plant, but it will remain and come forth for your glory. In Jesus name, we declare it to be so. Amen. Praise God. Those that are able, praise God. We ask that you'll stand for the reading of the word. And if you have your Bibles and want to follow along, we'll ask you to go with me to Joshua, the 14th chapter. Praise God. Joshua, chapter 14. When you find it, say amen. Praise God. Joshua, the 14th. That's one of them books you don't go to a whole lot, so praise God. Sometimes it takes a minute there. But um, Joshua, the 14th chapter, beginning uh, at verse uh, 6, I will be reading uh, from the New King James Version. It says, Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Japuna, the Kizanite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord, my God. For Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day, for you have heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Japuna, as an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Japuna, the Kenzanite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron formerly was Kajatha, 
Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. Then the land had rest from war. You may be seated. Praise God. And as the Lord um, brought this particular passage of scripture to me, um, as it has been announced in here today is sort of the beginning, uh, the starting of our service that we're going to be recognizing the seniors now through the um, through May, the month of May. Praise God. And, you know, and a lot of times is when we said we were going to begin to honor our seniors and, and recognize the seniors from now through May, because that's the time that's been designated. I don't know the exact name of the, the setting, but basically um, it's for seniors. And, and so the church had decided that they were going to recognize the seniors. So the Lord began to speak to my spirit as I began to reflect on this senior theme. And he brought to my mind this topic, said, yes, you have value. Amen. Yes, you have value. And as that topic began to reign in my spirit and as I began to read this word and when he brought me here to this particular passage of scripture, there were just some pointers in this particular passage of scripture that I thought was very important in here is uh, Caleb today is 85 years old at the time he was speaking here. And he went back to uh, to remind Joshua what Moses had said back in the day, praise God, when they were sent out to spy the land. He said he was 40 years old when him and the other spies went to spy the land that Moses sent them to because the Lord had promised them the Canaan land. And so he sent the spies into the land to check it out. Well, Caleb and, and Joshua, they was one, you know, uh, they were two of the spies, but there were more than them that went out. And but they were the only two that came back with a favorable report saying, yes, we can go into the land. Because if you can remember the story, when they went to spy out the land, they were giants in the land. Praise God. And, and if you hear him mention here, the Anakim, the Anakim was a race of giants. Basically, they were huge in stature. And so pretty much everybody was scared of them because they were, were giants, which means they were far larger than any normal person would have been. So they basically was in control. And because the land was filled with them, the other spies looked and saw the size of them. And they come back with the report saying, we know God said he's going to give us the Canaan land, but we can't go in there against the giants because we look like grasshoppers compared to them. So they were looking at the size of the enemy instead of remembering what God said to them, because God had said, I'm carrying you into Canaan land. And because God said, I'm going to carry you into Canaan, they forgot to recognize that if God said, I'm going to give you the land, that means you're going to be able to conquer where he sends you to be. OK, so they forgot that. But when they got in and saw the enemy, they backed up. Well, 10 of those spies may have backed up. But Caleb and Joshua, when they went back, they gave the report, we well able. We can go in there and take them because they recognize and they remember that God has said that he was getting them Canaan land. So they said that with the Lord, we can go in there and take the land. Praise God. As God began to re remind me of this story, what I'm saying is to our seniors, because we live in a day and time that sometimes the seniors get a little bit overlooked. Because we get into our busy lives. Everybody going their own way. Everybody got their thing to do. And everybody plate is full with a whole lot of activities. So sometimes, even though the seniors don't say something, they feel left out. 
because they begin to sit around to themselves because they got some time. And a lot of times they begin to reflect a little bit and they think about how it used to be when they had their time of the young age, when they were able to do what they are now seeing the young folk out there doing now. Even in the church house, sometimes seniors feel left out because they're not able to participate physically sometimes like they want to do when they see things going on in the church. But God wants you to know, because as the Lord ministered to my spirit, I kept hearing this thing over and over again. Let my seniors know that they have value. They have value. Praise God. But, you know, this message is not just for the seniors, but every born again believer, every child of God has value. I don't care if you are a child or a senior, you still have value in God's sight. Now, what happens is sometimes we feel that we don't have the value because we're trying to measure ourselves up against the wrong standards. We're measuring it up based on the way the world set things up instead of the way God's word sets it up. And what I like about this particular passage of scripture as I begin to read over and meditate and allow the Lord to minister this scripture to me is Caleb was 85 years old and Caleb had not forgotten that that section of land was promised to him. And so after him turning 85, which was 45 years from the date of the promise, that right there is a miracle in itself. Because some of us can't wait 45 days for God to do anything. Some don't want to wait 45 minutes. But 45 years later, he's still holding on to the promise that was made to him. That is outstanding. But that's a lesson for us to remember. It don't matter how long it takes. We just got to know that God said it. I'm telling you, God said it. It is so. It's not necessarily in our time frame, but because he spoke it, it is so. And so Caleb went to Joshua and he said, look, I know I was 40 at the time. Praise God. But you said and God spoke to Moses and Moses said that because I came back with the report and told him exactly what was in my heart. God put it on my heart that we was well able to take the giants out. And we fought at that time and went into Canaan land. And I want you to understand now I'm ready at the section of land that was promised to me during this time. Well, as I begin to do a little bit of research and stuff, it says if you read up earlier in the, the book there, or earlier in the chapter, it talks about that Joshua and them did what they call the casting of lots to decide which one of the um, people would get what section of land because that was the method that God told them. And that was kind of common in the day. But the interesting thing about it, when you think about casting a lot, that's kind of like rolling the dice to kind of see which way the dice going to fall and that's what you're going to get, right? And so when I looked at that, casting the lots, now, wait a minute, the land promised that we're going to cast lots. I might not get the section that I supposed to be getting or what I thought I was going to get. But because of the mighty God that we serve, he had already spoken to Moses and had Moses speak to Caleb at that time. And he told Caleb, he said, the land which your feet had trodden on God's going to give you that land because you wholly followed him. In other words, when you went over and you came back with the report, you didn't change what God put in your heart and you didn't try to gain no favor. You came back and told it just like it was. 
You said that because with God help that we would be well able to take those giants out. And he told Joshua, he says, I'm 85 years old today. But understand this. I feel just as strong today as I did them 40 years, 45 plus years ago when I was 40 years old. Just as God was with me then, I believe God is with me now. So if you go ahead and give me my portion of land, the few giants that's left, because it says some of the inheritance, uh, inhabitants there of Anakim, which was descendants from the giants, were still in the land. And as I did a little history on there, it wasn't that many, but it was like three or four major giants that was left in that time. So what Caleb said is, I'm strong enough to run them out of the land. And then the, I can take this land that was promised to me, and then we will be able to live at peace, okay? So Joshua remember the words of the Lord. And as I began to read the background history, it said, as the lots were cast, just the same plot of land that was promised to him, that's where the lot fell out to equal that he would get the land that was spoken to him. So it wasn't by chance. And what I want you to understand is things don't just happen by chance. God spoke it and whatever God spoke, that's the way it's going to fall. Now, what happens is it doesn't look like it's going to fall the way God says it's going to fall, because part of the enemy's job is is to discredit what God has said and try to bring doubt and cast doubt in your mind. Now, as I begin to think about this thing and I say, OK, Caleb said he was 85 years old. He said it was just as strong. But Caleb was not dependent on his own strength. Caleb reminded Joshua, I'm going to be able to take the enemy out because just like the Lord was with me when I was 40, he's with me right now as I'm 85. What am I saying to my seniors? Just as God was with you when you first entered into the family of God, he is still with you today. See, our physical condition and all of that does not deter who we are in Christ. See, sometimes the enemy make you think because we live in the society that you got a set of folks that says name it and claim it. Now, understand this. God's word is true. But we go through things in this life. Because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers out of them all. And so what happens is the enemy begins to make you think that, well, if God is a healer, why haven't God healed me right now? Because I've been praying about this same thing for a certain period of time and it seems like nothing is happening. But you know what? Because the word reminds me that our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. For his ways and his thoughts are far above what our natural mind can perceive. And I begin to think about that because sometimes we feel like we're at a place where we are not there yet. See, we think we are where we are. But I want you to understand something. There ain't no super Christians out there today. They some folk think they super Christian, but they ain't no super Christians out there today. Because as you begin to 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 look at this word here and see, I want you to kind of understand what the Lord is really saying, because if you don't if you're not careful, you can fall in that trap. Because I'm telling you, the enemy works in that area of discouragement. He works in the area of trying to get you to focus on what you're dealing with instead of focusing on what God has spoken. Because, see, if he can get you dealing with what's in the natural, what you can see, what you can feel and what you can touch. 
He can control you because that's his specialty area. But if you can move from the area of the natural and move over into the spirit realm where you are hearing with your spiritual ear and you're acting on what God is speaking to the spirit, he can't touch that. Because, see, your faith is going to keep you in line with what God is doing. And you can say, devil, you can speak all you want to. This is what I know that I've heard from God and I'm staying on point and I'm going to continue to march with what God wants me to do. And see, when you're going to do that, the enemy can't touch you. That's why God has told us is that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He's trying to get us to remember that it's our faith. In him and not in our own strength, not in our own ability, but it's all in him. And Caleb said, the Lord is well able to be with me today, even though I'm 85, he's going to help me take the enemy out and I can inherit the land that was promised to me. So I'm ready to receive because God going to help me move those giants that's there out now, just like he did 40 years ago. And because his attitude was right, he had his focus on the right source. It wasn't him. He says, God will help me. We got to remember, God would help us. And seeing as I begin to think about that, and I said, you know what? The condition is the enemy uses your situation sometimes to make you doubt your relationship with the Lord. Because what folk could do, and, and unfortunately, sometimes meeting your folk right there in the church with you, your own brothers and sisters sometimes, they'll, they'll be get to talk and say, well, you know, they said they were so holy and they do all this praying and, and all that kind of stuff, but look like ain't nothing happening with them, but they always going around telling somebody else what the Lord can do. Why ain't he done it for them? Unfortunately, we hear that in the church sometimes. But what God wants you to understand today, you've got value. Now, let me tell you why you got value, because you may not be physically able to do some of the things you want to do. But because you're in a position that may cause you to have to be in the bed sometime, you know, you may have to be alone sometimes. That gives you chance to send forth the prayers, because guess what? You help lay the foundation. You help lay the foundation. Because, see, when you were in the kingdom, when you did have the strength, when God did bring you into the family, you were able to run and do what the folk are able to do today. Now, you may have slowed down on the physical side, but guess what? With the wisdom and with what God has stored you up, with the testimonies from the early days of what he'd done for you, now you are able to recall those stories and tell it to us today that is moving forward in the kingdom of God so that we can get encouraged and to know that you don't get anywhere in the Lord without having to go through something. It is no microwave. You don't put it in and 30 seconds later you have arrived. Hot and ready. It don't work like that. Don't work like that. Because you got to go through something so that you know who the God you talk about is alive and well in your soul. Because see, it's easy to talk about what the Lord can do when everything is going your way. But now when you're faced with the same trial and the same temptation and you got to go endure that sickness, you got to endure that pain of affliction. Can you still say that he is Lord and Savior? Can you still declare that you believe that he Jehovah Rapha, the Lord thy God that healed? Can you still make the same declaration? Because see, it's all about our attitude. And when you begin to go back into the word of God and you begin to look back in uh, Isaiah, I want to say somewhere around the 48th chapter in there where it talks about that sometimes 
we were appointed for the affliction that we had to go through. Did you hear that? We were appointed for some of the affliction that we got to go through. So if that's being the case, it does not take away from who you are in Christ. And you have to be reminded of that. This ain't just for the seniors as well. It's helping the seniors because I want them to be encouraged. But the young folk, you have value in the Lord as well. Because you've got an opportunity that you're able to receive instructions from your elders and to allow the elders to import, import wisdom to you, to share with you so that as you are building, you got some kind of foundation on how you make your decision. That the elders can share with you that they reached their age and they've been able to maintain over the course of the years through all of the struggles and the afflictions that they had to go through, you'll be able to hear them to tell you, we didn't get here on our own, but it was through the prayers and was through the support of one another that we was able to arrive today and yet still be here today declaring that the Lord is still Savior in my life. They're declaring that I'm still trusting in him because he's the one that designed me. He is the one that I still say I'm going to stay on course. It don't matter what's going on. And as they begin to share that with you, you can use that to build. Because if you live long enough, you're going through something. You know, we used to think about it when I was in my church. My pastor used to tell her, keep living. Because, you know, sometimes she would share those stories. We just say when she wake up in the morning, you know, she had to sit on the edge of bed a minute. You know, she couldn't just jump up and hit the floor. She had to sit there a minute. Well, you know, she's... Uh, pastor in a church, a whole lot of young folk. So we couldn't relate to that because we woke up in the morning, we just jump right on up, get to running in the bed. But now as them years have kind of come along the way, we get up and sit up on the edge of the bed too. We got to think about it a minute. Then we get on up and go to moving. So if you keep living, you're going to experience some things. But because you experience some things doesn't mean that the God that you serve has changed. Doesn't mean that he has forgotten about you. But the value that you bring to the table is when you come into the house of the Lord, the enemy don't like you no way. Because you done stood the course and you weathered the storm and you are yet still weathering the storm because your testimony is just as strong today as it was back then. Because you know what the Lord has, has brought you through. And you say, yes, I'm still experiencing some stuff right now. But guess what? The Lord's still working with me. Because we belong to him, we're reminded that his word says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm even with you to the end of the world. So you know that the Lord is with you. And what God wanted me to encourage you was is to know that you have value. And because you have value, when you get into the house of God, know that your presence is appointed because you bring an anointing in the house that will help the other folk in the body. Because we can't do what we can do without the anointing of the Lord. It takes the anointing. Someone may be an eloquent speaker, but without the anointing, they're not going anywhere. But with the anointing of God at work in here, things begin to change because the atmosphere changes, because God begins to work on the spirit of man and begin to make the change from the inside so that we can see it on the outside. So those prayers that you're praying when you're at home laying in the bed, those prayers are going somewhere. So keep on praying. Praise God. Keep on hollering hallelujah when it ain't nobody but you in the Lord. Amen. Wave your hand when you can't even open up your mouth. Lift them up and say, God, I give you glory. God, I give you the praise. You have value and don't stop doing what God has called you to do. And when God have you 
place in front of a, a young child there, lay your hands on them so some of that anointing can rub over on them. Wrap your arms around them and let the love be spread because sometimes our youth, they're not getting the love that they need at home. They're not getting it in the schools. They're not getting it at other places, but you can impart in them just by loving them and say, son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. The Lord is going to work with you. Begin to speak into their lives because death and life is in the power of the tongue. It don't matter which way the child may be going at that time. But if we will stay on point and understand what God's word is saying, then we can change the course. Because what we can do is we can look at them and say, you know what? That child ain't as bad as they say the child was. We can begin to speak and say, God, by your spirit, it's not by might. It's not by power, but it is by your spirit that can change. And when we lay our hands on them, when we begin to speak positive into their lives, according to what God's word is saying, then the spirit of the Lord can intervene and begin to change the course of things where the enemy had them on the path of destruction because our prayers are going forth because of the prayers of the seniors that laid the foundation. Praise God for the building of God's kingdom. It's able to all come together collectively. And now God's people is working to not look at what the enemy is doing, but saying, enemy, you're trying to, to take them. You're trying to destroy them, but we're not giving up. We are claiming them for God because we know that God's word says that it's his will that none should perish, but that all would come into repentance unto everlasting life. That's his will. Now, we all got a choice and we can say, Lord, I don't want it and, and rebel. But his will is that none should perish, even though he know all won't come to him. But his will is that all would come to him. So what is that saying? We all have the opportunity to enter into the kingdom of God. It don't matter what the folks says. It don't matter what our status is. It don't matter which side of the tracks we was born on. God made this available to all. And he said in his word, because he had no respect of persons, I don't have to worry about what I do have and what I don't have. But as long as I know I've got the one that did the creation, then I can have what he says I can have. I can do what he says I can do. I don't have to have the Ph.D. degree. All I have to have is an ear that I can hear spiritually because God can speak to my spirit and show me how to accomplish what that Ph.D. cannot do. Because I'm obedient to what his word is saying. And see, when we understand that, we won't be so quick to compare ourselves to somebody else that we think are higher than us or we think is smarter than us. But when you belong to the Lord, you got your place. They got their place. He made each and every one of us different. And we don't have to go around trying to imitate nobody, but be who God called you to be. Do what God called you to do and say what God told you to say. And then it will be effective. And see, when you begin to do that, the kingdom of God will begin to be built. Praise God. And that is not what the enemy wants us to understand and know. He wants you to feel like you're too old now to do anything. He wants you to stop what you're doing so you'll quit praying. So you'll look at yourself and say, you know, them folk done forgot all about me. I done raised them children, sacrificed and done everything I could do. They won't even come visit me. They even won't make no phone call and do all of that. Let me tell you something. That might be true, but that still don't take away from who you are in the Lord. And what God is saying, you got to get your eyes off of that and get your eyes on him. And you begin to lift them up in prayer just like you have because it's your prayers that's keeping them here right now. Because God is giving them the opportunity 
to yield because as you're sending up those prayers, God is tugging up the hearts at their hearts to draw them in. And sometimes that's why they're constantly running because the spirit of God is so hot on their trail. They think they can outrun him. They think they can get away. But I got news from you. Can't outrun the spirit of the Lord. You can go where you want to go. The spirit of the Lord will find you. He knows where you are. As I said, he got your number. And you better know it. So you might well throw your hands up and say, oh, Lord, I done run enough. I done run everywhere. And every time I turn, somebody's showing up talking about Jesus. So I must supposed to have this thing, okay? Keep on praying. Know that you do have value and don't let nobody discount it because, you know, I speak to y'all on Sunday and I don't be just saying things to be saying because anybody know me. I don't just say anything. A lot of time I sit back and listen. But now when I get ready to say something, I have to be real careful. Because when the Lord give it to me, I tell it just like it is. Straightforward. Don't worry about it. It's what he said. And I'm going to tell you. Love you still, but I'm going to give you what the Lord gives me. And as I tell everybody, what you see is what you get because I don't try to imitate nobody. I do what God asks me to do. And I give you what he gives me. Now, sometimes I don't think that's the right thing. But when I do it, y'all tell me it was right. So that means the Lord know what he's talking about, which I know that. But I'm human, too. And so sometimes I got the question. Did you hear what the Lord said? Did he really tell you that? I mean, the enemy working on me, too, because he don't want me to come and tell you this stuff. Because that's going to help you get to the next level. But we're in this thing together. And so when you are supporting and when you are encouraging the word and let me know that the word did help you, that's helping me as well. Go forward. And we begin to build a strong bond because we are helpers one of another. And a whole lot of this petty stuff that the enemy brings in. Forget that mess. It don't mean nothing. Let's move forward and understand the value that you bring. So God wants you to know that. And for my young folks, I want you to understand just because somebody is old and you don't understand it don't mean they don't know what they're talking about. Heed to them words because they've been through some things. And when you listen to what they're sharing with you, it's going to help you keep from having to experience some of the things that you got to experience. But I will tell you this much is if you just feel like you ain't going to listen because you know it all. You're going to run into a whole lot of bumps that you didn't have to go through. But if you want to go through them, you can go through them now, you know. But but if you listen to them, you can bypass some of them bumps. Be a few less knots on your head. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for this word. And I want everybody in here to know, yes, you have value. You have value because God made you have value. And the reason you know you got value as well, he said he formed all of us after his own image. He created us to worship him. And we were so important to him. The word says that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. In other words, he made sure we had a right to come into the family of God and that we would not be left out. Because even when we was out there running our own direction, the word says he yet died for us. He made the provision. He said, go on and do whatever you're going to do. But I still love you enough that I'm going to die and I'm going to shed my own blood so that that's sufficient to pay the price to allow you to come into my family. When everybody else in the world turned their back and said, you ain't worth this and you ain't worth that. God said, come on to me. Come as you are. I will take you. It says when mother and father forsake you. 
I will not forsake you. Come unto me. Because I know what I made. I knew you before you was ever formed in your mother's womb. If he knew you before you was even born, that's powerful right there in itself. And he let you know you can become a part of my family because I paid the price. There is no other way. And I don't care what else you do. Ain't nobody blood and no animal's blood can compare to my blood. I shed my own blood on your behalf so that the price would be paid and you didn't have to deal with that because you were not able, we were not able, praise God, to save ourselves. We were not able to redeem ourselves, but I have redeemed you and I done it before you was even thinking about me. But the provision was already made. All I asked you to do is yield and come in. So understand this, you have value and don't let anyone ever make you think otherwise. Don't let the devil speak to your heart. Don't let the devil speak to your mind to say that you are worthless or that you don't have value. You do have value because God is constantly with you ministering even at your age, time of age. Because, you know, like I said, you got time on your hand. You at home, you can be praying while we sometimes on these jobs having to work and we constantly getting done what needs to be done there. But you've got that time to pray. You've got that time to give praises unto the Lord. And so as you are praying, you are still helping to build the foundation. So you are contributing, even though you can't physically get up and do some of the things you want to do. Your prayers and just your thoughts about God. I want to see what you're going to do in that church. I want to see what you're going to do in my brothers and sisters lives. I thank you for what you're doing. That in itself is helping build the kingdom of God. And the devil knows it. So don't ever discount your value because you have value. We thank God for his word this morning. Amen. Yes, you have value. Praise God. Hallelujah.